a noticeable part of Chicago's skyline will soon disappear. Residential's big blue sign on top of one of its two towers on Randolph Street is about to be removed. This after a recent announcement that the insurance and financial services giant is moving its office complex, known for decades as Prudential Plaza, and taking the name with it. Not only will Prudential leave behind about 50,000 square feet, but a lot of legacy embedded in the towers. So for our What's That Building series, our architecture sleuth Dennis Rodkin has been following the story and joins us now with more details. Welcome back, Dennis. Hi, Sasha. So give us a sense of place here for those who are not familiar. There are two buildings where are they exactly? And what do they look like? Uh, if you're on Randolph Street, the far north edge of Millennium Park, this is right. This is one of the main buildings on Randolph Street, immediately east, half a block east of Michigan Avenue. Okay. It's the big, it's a big, like a giant 41-story tombstone of metal, punched out windows. It's, it's a very familiar mid-century high-rise. Oh, yeah. It definitely stands out. And that prudential name, it's, I mean, it's quite big and bold on the top. Right. 200 feet long, yeah, and it's been there Is since... It that big? My it's goodness. 200 feet long, yeah, and it's been there since 1955 when the building opened. So has the 65-ton uh, Rock of Gibraltar that says Prudential on mm-hmm. one piece of the facade. Yeah, it's, it's been there a long time. Now, before we dig more into the move and, and that name change, Dennis, I, I do want to talk about the legacy, right? Because your, your article points out that Prudential was the first tower built in Chicago since the Great Depression. And at one point, it was the tallest? For 10 years, it was the tallest. From the time it opened in 1965, a 41-story building, uh, uh, sorry, from the time it opened in 1955, a 41-story building was the tallest in the city until a decade later, 1965. And it was also the first uh, built on air rights over the Illinois Central Rail Yard. This was a big deal. This was this was momentous. This was a huge deal because I showed you the map. There is this giant area, about 15 square blocks east of Michigan Avenue, that from the 1850s forward had been rail yards, the Illinois Central Rail Yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, essentially everything north of the Art Institute that was east of Michigan Avenue. And uh, along comes Prudential to build on the air rights. It's the first, we now, now there's about 15 square blocks of offices, um, high-rise residential parks. But at the time, that was all railroad. And along comes Prudential saying, we're going to build on top. Oh, wow. And and this development, I mean, you, you say that it helped really pave the way for the Pedway as, as we know it downtown. And it came in handy for a lot of us this week. <laughs> this past week, it's yeah. It's been cold, right? Um, and Millennium Park, too. Well, yeah, because, again, we're, we're talking about these air rights. We've built up above uh, the ground, a couple of stories above the ground, the building starts. The Pedway actually started with the subway tunnel between the two rail lines downtown in the loop. That's in the early 50s. But then along comes this building, building on top of a train station, the Illinois Central train station, Mm -hmm. the Randolph Street station, now called Millennium Street, uh, Millennium Station. And that really sort of paves the way for what in the 1970s flourishes as the Pedway. And then it also, not only does it lead the way for Millennium Park, but for, which is south of the building, but everything north and east, um, Illinois Center, the Amico Standard Oil Aon building, Genie Gang's two high-rise residential buildings, everything you see there in that roughly 15 square blocks comes as a result of Prudential saying, we could build on top of the railroad tracks. Yeah, and this site here in, in Chicago was part of a plan to house regional headquarters in, in four cities, Chicago, Toronto, Houston, and L.A. 
But uh, I found it interesting. You write that it was some time before we actually knew here in Chicago about the plans. It, it didn't become public for a while. It was this big secret. The what secrecy, was going on? I don't know. It's fascinating, isn't it? So they had, so when you read the newspaper articles from the announcement in 1951 that Prudential is going to build, it's already started on building Toronto, Houston, L.A., as you say. The biggest is going to be in Chicago. And um, what the newspapers reported was that during the negotiations, Prudential's representatives had a secret office in the loop and a, I love this, a secret phone line. And they also, so they're buying the land from Illinois Central, but they wouldn't tell Illinois Central from whom or who the buyer is. They, it was like a pass through. They told a Cook County judge and he then told Illinois Central, yeah, it's a legitimate customer, but I can't tell you who it is. Oh my goodness. Who owns this building? Now, it, well, it was owned by Prudential until 2000. Then there was another another owner, and most recently it's owned by Wangsheng, a, uh, an American wing of a Chinese real estate company. Okay. Um, and, and it's designers. Tell us about some of the unique features that they included. You were writing about the elevators and the windows, too, these window holes. The windows are fascinating. It was designed by Nass and Murphy, who were, this is, many people know, this is sort of the midpoint of a long lineage of architecture firms that stretches back to the 19th century in Chicago and persists today in Helmut Jahn's firm, mm -hmm. the late Helmut Jahn's firm. Um, so they did a couple of things. First of all, the only thing to look at from that building in 1955 would have been Grant Park. So they put most, the entire south face is windows, essentially. Mm -hmm. And on the north side, you're going to be, at that time, you're just going to be looking at remaining railroad land. So they put all the elevator and other core operations like bathrooms on the north. There are windows on the north, but not nearly as many. And that was essentially because, again, you only had a view south. Yeah. And then about the windows are fascinating. People who've looked at the building know they're, it's not walls of glass like Mies van der Rohe was building with. their punch windows or hole windows. Yeah, you call them window holes. Window holes, yeah. And the system they had was pretty interesting. They So there weren't going to be window washers climbing down the outside of the building. You could clean the windows from inside because each building was framed with essentially a rubber gasket that was inflatable, and that held the window in place, and then you deflate the window, uh, deflate the gasket, and you can pivot the window in, wash it, pivot it back out, and reinflate that gasket. They built this in the mid-50s, and it lasted until the mid-90s when the windows were replaced with more conventional fixed-in-place windows. Uh, you mentioned about the uh, sale of these buildings in 2000 uh, by Prudential. This was for th th some $300 million. $380 million in 2000, yeah. How have the buildings been used since? Well, Prudential stayed. Prudential kept this 50,000 square feet, I think actually more at the time, but now they're in 50,000 square feet. They're vacating. Uh, they were never the only occupant of the building. There were law firms, and WGN used to be there. Um, uh, WGN had a transmitter there. Leo Burnett was there, the advertising agency for decades. Law firms, and it's still true today. There's the lots Wilson's, of offices. Yeah, including my own. Crane's Chicago Business is based there. Um, and uh, Wilson Sporting Goods has its headquarters. There are big law firms. It's, you know, it's, a, it's an office building with a big mix. Mm -hmm. the, the really significant move is Prudential leaving for the first time since 1955. So let's talk about that move. Where is Prudential heading when it officially leaves Randolph Street? You know, here's something that's really interesting. We've been talking about building on air rights. They're moving to a modern building built on rail rights, on air rights over a railroad parcel. 
Um, this is 150. So this North. is their thing. I know. It, well, it's Chicago, um, it, where everything used to be railroad land true, at one true. point. Um, Ryan Ori of CoStar reported that they're, when they leave Prudential, they're going to about half as much space in 150 North Riverside. For people who don't know, that's the building that looks like it's standing on one leg. It's much narrower at the bottom than it is as it goes up. It's only a few years old. They're moving in there, uh, and they're taking the name off the Prudential building. Goodness. They're not taking the um, Rock of Gibraltar off the wall. So that, so that big sculpture, that Rock of Gibraltar, that's staying. Well, it weighs 65 tons, so I think moving it would be difficult. Probably more difficult. Yeah, what, so what the owner's representative told Ryan Ori is Prudential is not asking to take that with them. And he, he said, and we don't want to take it down. I mean, you know, you'd have to chink it out of the wall and then you'd have a big gash. Mm. Uh, but it does. Ha- I mean, it's there with these gold letters carved into the wall beneath it that says Prudential, yeah. while the ones up top are, are probably easier to remove, to the down. ones at the top of the building. And when is this move? Uh, it's pending. It uh, when Ryan Ori reported it, it was about to be signed, but it's it's essentially a done deal. They're yeah. on their way. They're on their way. Now, do we know what the new name of this Randolph Street complex will be? We don't. All we know. So uh, again, so from Prudential, Prudential Plaza to what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crane Chicago Business. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you the, wish. So we. Yeah, I do. We um, we do know that. Uh, Prudential had naming rights all the way to a couple years ago, even though they sold the building in 2000. But what we don't know is who will the next tenant be who takes the name. The real estate company said or acknowledged that they're looking for one. But, you know, you have to wonder because, I mean, just as an example, the building that was called the Hancock, Mm -hmm. Hancock took its name off that. And that's years ago. And no new name has been added. So I guess the, the question will really be, is there a big enough tenant? It would certainly be a big enough, bigger tenant than Crane Chicago Business that can afford the naming rights at the, yeah. for the top of so that So for building. now, we just call it by the address. Well, what they're calling it is 1-2 um, Peru because there are the two buildings, the one built in the 50s and the, the sibling built in the late 80s. And so they've called it 1-2 Peru, which doesn't, ha- doesn't say prudential, but we'll see. Interesting. We'll leave it there. That's Dennis Rodkin, residential real estate reporter for Crane Chicago Business and our What's That Building sleuth. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Sasha.